you're listening to this, it means that one of us was either so obnoxious or irresponsible that we didn't make a podcasting deadline. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, you know, I, I have my email open because Ryan sends us the Zoom link through email. And I, I, got, I got an email from Disney Plus just now, right? Um, and you know how, like, if you use Outlook, you know how you have, like, the email window and you can kind of choose the size and how, whatever size you choose, that's what it kind of shows how much of the subject it shows. So the email comes in, it just the way I have it sized, it just says Disney Plus and then the subject is we're updating our subs. <laughs> I was like, are they doing sandwiches now? I mean, probably. <laughs> but what they're doing is they're updating their subscription to include tiers that have commercials right. in them. So... Way, way so, to go, Disney. That's Get how that my money. Halloween was. <laughs> yeah, commercials in it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, and that's what HBO just did. That's why, like, I had never had commercials on it before, and then all of a sudden I was watching movies. See, mine didn't like, do oh, that. Cool. Mine didn't do that. But then I also, last week. Mm-hmm. Which, which movie? The um, Exorcist? No, I watched something on my own after. Oh, okay. Are we going to do a Beavis and Butthead podcast pretty soon? Because, man, I've been watching that shit every week, and it is so funny. I can't handle it, how funny it is. I don't think Bill would last through I don't, oh 50 God, episodes so of a Beavis and Butthead podcast. There's only about 15 I might be Paramount willing to Plus. do a Simpsons podcast. Cool. So you got a good 30 years in yet? <laughs> There's only about 16 episodes of Beavis and Butthead on Paramount right now, and then the new ones. And I think we could do them. We could watch a few one time. It'd be fun. Anyway. You know... Um, would the Disney subs include a tuna fish aerial sub? <laughs> Bill, what did you? It, well, it's not tuna; it's actually flounder. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Bill, what did you give uh, the Exorcist? I don't remember. All right, me well, neither. Stuff's out of my head; it's gone. We guessed, and it's I guessed in somewhere. I guessed a nineteen, and Ryan guessed a six, but Do I think we, it was higher than both of those. Oh yeah, probably. Do we, are Have we, we started recording this episode yet, or are we just talking? Yeah, no. and guys, this is supposed to be a short episode. Yeah, because I wanted my whole Disney sub sandwich thing to be our intro. <laughs> oh, well, we'll he'll I'll, cut it together. Yeah. I'll have to French some stuff in again. Thanks, it's guys. Been, it's, it's pretty fun to do these music podcasts. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan can really up his game on editing. Welcome to another <laughs> short and easy episode for Bill and Rick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're here. We're talking about music again. And we're proud uh, of it. Wait, Bill. Bill goes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Bill has never listened to the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And I'll and tell when you we told what, him, I was when, really when we told him to listen to it. He said, "Is that a band?" Yeah, <laughs> I was really disappointed that that was actually a fake name of the band, <laughs> The Beatles. <laughs> Glad you found that out. So, Bill, let's yeah. we're starting right. We're here. We're starting. We're here. We're starting. Um, this album. Uh-huh. It's not my it's not my favorite um, Beatles album per se. It's not my favorite Beatles album either. And you but, have to drink because you just said per se. <laughs> it's probably not my favorite either, even though it's the only one I've ever listened to the whole way through. Right. But this is regarded. It chew that at, ice. That really helped. <laughs> I think so. You told me to take a drink. If you look at anywhere, mm-hmm. the best albums ever made. How did you drink ice? It's solid. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The two... Albums that will ba- they'll go back and forth will be Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band and the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. You, you oh, barely I would ever way rather have done that album. 
Have you ever heard that album? No, but I like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know if you'd like this Beach Boys. So yeah, this let's, is let's get to, to it. The best album of the Beatles. And it's I, it depends how you look at that, right? Like I thought it was supposed to be like Abbey it's Road. Cons- Doesn't everyone like talk about that one being? Well, everybody talks about everything with it. I mean, it's the Beatles, right? I guess. But, well, yeah, and so I think what Rick's saying is of people that are not exclusively Beatles fans, their favorite album is Sgt. Pepper's. But if you're a Beatles fan, there are ones that are probably more okay. like. Uh, well, remember that movie where that guy woke up and there were no Beatles? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I but, wish I lived in that world. <laughs> the thing is, uh, when you, I guess you try to make that point for me, right? But I don't think that's even accurate exactly. I think that. This is a modern marvel of an album mm. when it comes to production mm. and yeah. Yeah. things of that nature. So that's why it's always there. Um, Let's listen to the opening track of this modern marvel then. Let's do it. It's the sitar music, right? This is the one where they sing, we're Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We hope that you enjoy the show. Right. Thanks for that, Bill. Yeah. You made it sound real good. And, well, it isn't real good. It's just... It, yes, you're it like, is. What is this weirdness? It's great. Why is it great? Why? What's wrong with it? It's... it's a, I, th- I think that... Okay, let's hang on. Let's start here. No I one's think that we, listening to this song going, oh, I love this song. I think that you're gonna have to realize as we do some of these albums that you're the one that has to talk us into your opinion okay because so the the lyrics let's look at the lyrics to this song okay (laughs) okay um it was 20 years ago when sergeant pepper taught the band to play they've been going in and out of style but they're guaranteed to raise a smile so may i introduce to you the act you've known for all these years Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We're right. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. So this is a perfect introduction to a concept album about a band. That isn't this real. Is, that's not the point. It's a concept it's, it's album. A concept album. Right? There's, there's a through line through this whole thing about this band. The Beatles are performing as Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts okay, Club now, Band. Now they're introducing you to that. I mean, it sounds like the theme song to a weird variety show in the 60s. Well, well... It part is of, the 60s. Right. It is the 60s. <laughs> and part of this album is the Beatles introducing a lot of British weirdness to their sound. Right, which which I understand and which we'll get into in the album. And I'm not saying that the album is messed up, but I'm saying it's it's a – I get what it is for this album. And that's right. fine. But and this that's song how, in that's, itself is not a song that people are like putting on a playlist or – you know, you you only listen to this song if you're listening through this whole album. This song gets played on the radio. This is a radio There's song. There's no way this song gets regularly played on the radio. A radio station that plays Beatles and other songs is not playing this song. I've heard it on the radio. This song is the fourth most streamed song on this album. It's right, because people turn it on and then they go, oh, wait, no, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> it's... It's the fourth most streamed song with 84 million streams on Spotify. I know. I see it. I'm looking at Spotify right now. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, then, how come the the recap of it? I mean, the reprise. That's got to be the other bookend, right? Have you heard that one on the radio? That's different, and that's just a reprise. That's you. That's not even a full song. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the radio edit is different than both of these. Um, you also have to remember, Bill, that we're not doing a Beatles podcast, right? I this remember is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club podcast. Sure, and I don't like this first song. Okay, great. Um, after that little sample, let's move on to the next song that seamlessly transitions when he introduces one of the members of the band to sing the next song. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out a key. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Mm, I get high with a little help from my friends. Mm, gonna try with a little help from my friends. Okay. So some Ringo. Do you want to know what my first reaction to this song was? I, I think I know. Can I guess what it yes, was? Yes, you can. This is a good song. No, or, you're wrong. I've, I've heard this before on The Wonder Years. No, I was like, oh, man, why'd they butcher The Wonder Years theme song? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reason I thought you were going to like this I song. I love that this song, the way it is done as the intro to the wonder years. And this is, is so that the dumb. Joe Cocker version. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's Joe Cocker. Yeah. 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 But here's, okay. Here's the thing about this. I think, yes, Joe Cocker, actually Joe Cocker did it second best. I think the best person to ever do it. You ever heard John Belushi do it as an impression of Joe Cocker? No. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Okay. Um, but yes, Joe Cocker is a great singer. The pro- so where you run into a problem with this song being, I love the song. I like this version of the song. It's Ringo singing. Okay. So Ringo, he's the king of the talk singer. He's not singing. He's just like, I'm Ringo. You know, Ringo's Ringo is the like the fifth member of the Beatles, right? There's only four of them. Uh-huh. But he's like, he's just okay, Ringo. And who's the guitar player? It's George. Well, so it's George. Who plays the rhythm guitar? Okay, okay. So does he know how to play guitar? Is he considered guitar player? He's one of the best guitar players Ugh. ever. He's amazing. So I hate him. Um, He's my favorite Beatle. And this this particular song is the epitome of why I dislike the Beatles. This is like the exact reason why. is because it's like apparently in 1967 they hadn't invented the upstroke yet. Right? And it's just like he's he's keeping rhythm with the guitar. Hence the name Rhythm Guitar. But it's it's not it's all 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 I shouldn't say all because it's not true. And as we get into it, I'll point out the ones that are different. But I just I hate this like I hate that. That it just like is so elementary and it just lulls me to like, ugh, can we just get through it? I don't want to like, I don't want to sing a Dr. Seuss poem to a three chord four, four time. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know what? I, I have to tell you, I don't know enough about the guitar part that I don't know if George is consider. I don't know who's playing rhythm on that. Cause it could be John too. Yeah, it could be George. George is an amazing guitar player. Like, have you ever, Bill, have you ever heard the song while my guitar gently weeps? Nope. Okay, well, you should listen to it sometime. It's amazing. Um, is it a Beatles song? My, no, yes. It's a George Harrison written song. Um, 
if you want to see the best you've ever seen is watch Prince play it, but we'll, we won't get that deep into it. This is you. my thing with Beatles songs. Anyone that covers them pretty much does it better. No, that's not true. Well, it's true for this song, and it's true for the song you just brought up. No, it's, it's not. The song is not better when Prince does it. He plays the guitar better, but only because he's Prince. That's a whole different thing. And he, play, he plays it differently. I mean, it's not, he's not, it's the solo that he performs in that song that's amazing. But it's because it's such an amazing song to begin with. Um, all right, well, let's, let's move on. Let's uh, get out of Ringo. Quickly to answer that question, uh, John Lennon did play rhythm guitar and George Harrison played lead guitar on that song. So they were both playing guitar. Right. Because Paul's the bass player, Bill. Oh, okay. Um, okay, right. let's Moving do it. Let's get, out, let's get out of Ringo because I just got out of yours. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. So this Ever one, heard of it? Um, <laughs> kind of, I guess. Okay. I was, when I first saw the title, I was thinking of She's Got Diamonds in the Soles of Her Shoes, <laughs> um, which I like that song better. Um, <sighs> but uh, this one, this is one where I like the chorus and I get that it's catchy and I like the harmonies that they do with their voices. I like that bass line that comes in there mm-hmm. and it's got kind of that catchy feel, but I hate the verses. I'm just like, ugh. I, I'm waiting for them to get back to the chorus because it just sounds, who sings this one? It's so whiny Lennon. and obnoxious. Yeah, John Lennon. Yeah, I don't like his voice. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know, the problem here is that you picked um, an album that you like. <laughs> um, well, I, I picked, yeah, but I think you're going to be hard-pressed. I'm going through albums that universally pretty much everybody likes. Yeah. Well, I hope, I, mean, I hope it gets better after this. Well, it can't get much worse. Okay. Guys, when I was driving through rural Wisconsin yesterday, listening to this album, uh, I was rocking out to this song. This, yeah, it was a jam. This is the only song on this album that I have heard this version of before and knew was a Beatles song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is a preview to Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah, not the song. TV no. show. The other band he did. Yeah, Paul yes. McCartney wasn't in the show Wings. Okay. That was Timothy Dalton. Wait, who's it? What's his name? That's no. not his name. That's Thomas James Bond. Church. Timothy, well, yeah, but who's Timothy the, Chalamet. Timothy, yeah, right. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, okay, so this song is good. Um, it is, but it, it's... So it's... It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's getting better. Yeah. It's, it's fun because it's like, it's a poppy song with like, a lot of deep messages in it. I'd never sit around listening to this, though. 
Right. Because, well, that's because you're too busy listening to Dave Matthews. I do like Dave Matthews. Uh, but right. this is just sort of like this dun, 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 dun thing again that I just can't get over with the Beatles. It just is so, it just all sounds the same. Like that's okay. that's what I liked about Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is that the chorus had a little bit of a different pacing and a different feel. It just like I don't know. This one and this is also one that I feel like I've heard redone by other bands in more interesting ways too, but I I couldn't name it. Me neither. Okay. We're moving on to fixing a hole. Fixing a hole. Yeah. This song just seems like, I mean, it's fine. It's just one of those songs I'm like, okay. But it it feels like it should be saying something, and I don't know what it's saying. Hmm. You you know what I mean? Yeah, this is not my favorite song on the album. It seems really shallow. Like, it it feels like the kind of song that should have, like, a point to it. But it's just like, fixing a hole because it's raining and painting this room and... Just uh, might be wrong, but I'm right where I belong. Ooh ah, ooh ah, ooh ah. <laughs> okay. I mean, those are the words. <laughs> if you look at the lyrics, ooh 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 ah ooh hey 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 hey, and it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. I'm right where I belong. What do you feel like? There's significance to this song, Rick. I look at see. This is the thing. This whole album, some of these songs, like this song, isn't. Yeah, this isn't one of my favorite songs on the album, but. I look at this whole album as one piece. So I don't think this song shouldn't be on this album. On my clamometer of should it be a song, I think it should be a song. Hmm. And I think it's fine. I think that you're looking at what Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is wanting to sing about right now. And it's fine. And they're doing okay. Okay. And it's going to start getting better. It's all the time. This whole album gets better <laughs> all the time. Okay. Let's move um, on. Let's uh, move on in a second. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. How many uh, rock songs did you ever hear with a tuba in them? You know? Makes you wonder if this could be classified as a rock song. <laughs> All right, moving on. Quietly turning the back door key, stepping outside, she is free. She. We gave her most of our lives. Is leaving. Sacrificed most of our. Okay, She's Leaving Home is a song on this album. This is hands down 
my favorite song on this whole album. Of course um, it is. I, I really liked this one. I was like, ooh, I could get into this. This is a song I would listen to again. This is like clear and melodic and I could follow the lyrics the very first time I listened to it to like see a picture and feel the emotion of like parents who have like given everything to a child as the child leaves home. It could be that my oldest daughter is turning 18 in a month. Mm, uh, yeah. And so like that kind of just like strikes a chord with me. But um, yeah, I like the harmonies. I love the strings in this song. And yeah, by far my favorite album of this. I mean, my favorite song of this album. Do you so, think that because it has a very straightforward narrative is part of the reason you like this song? Yes. I mean, one of the things that I really like, if it's not a super interesting melody or something like very unique musically is I want a story or I want lyrics. All of my favorite songs are pretty much not love songs, but songs that touch on some other part of life that either tell a story or express like an emotion that you don't usually get from just all of your normal pop love songs. Right. But you but you don't like Dr. Seuss songs. No, I don't I don't like I would not could not in the rain. I would not could not on a train. I will not will not in a house. So um I don't want to get I don't want to get too in the weeds on the stuff because we're just going to argue about it or And this is supposed to be a short podcast anyway. Yeah, or you're going to say like just because that's just because they did that doesn't mean it's any good. But when you listen to these songs, do you listen to that like those strings? There's like a I forgot how many. It's a huge band, so the production orchestra, on this yeah. album, mm-hmm. it's like full orchestra there. Yeah. That last song had tuba in it. You know, "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." That the story they tell about that is it was recorded and then they chopped up the tape and then restrung it together in backwards and played it. That's why it sounds so weird. Um, and that's George Martin, the guy that helped them create this stuff. Uh-huh. And he's an amazing producer. That's why this album is so good and so revered. And when he's not producing records, he's writing Game of Thrones books. <laughs> yeah, there's no RR there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, when I hear this song, I love the strings in this. And I love the like vocals in this. It's, that's, like I said, I, I really like this song. So I really it's, thought uh, that the next song was going to be Bill's favorite song. The 17-piece so. orchestra, and they chose 17-piece because that was the largest number of people they could fit into the studio at one time. Perfect. <laughs> That's fun. For the benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on trampoline. The Hendersons will all be there. Later, Pablo Frank is there. What a scene. Over men and horses, hoops and garters, lastly through a hogshead of real fire. In this way, Mr. K will challenge the world. Mr. Kite. You seem like you'd like the circus. No, I, I this <laughs> song is so dumb. Uh, this this song, is one of the big songs during the Cirque du Soleil show of love. Sure, I'll bet. Um, yeah. This song... When it, as soon as it comes on and I'm listening to it, I'm like, this feels like it was a scene in Alice in Wonderland. 
Like mm. that's the, it feels like the soundtrack and the description of a weird, trippy Alice in Wonderland scene. It feels to me like they all did acid and watched someone flying a kite and wrote this song. Yeah, this, this is the Beatles drug period. Yeah, like yeah. you can tell it in this song for sure. I mean, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is the same thing. So I was going to ask about that. Is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds the same thing as a champagne supernova? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, so, so there's been talk for years um, that and I think Paul finally admitted it, but I'm not sure. But Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is LSD, so you know he's on acid. You see all this weird well, shit. Yeah, it's probably and for a long time they had this story about how Julian had this thing he said about a classmate yeah. drew a picture. It was all just a story. Right. Yeah. But uh, you, you say that about they tripped out and watched somebody flying a kite. Almost all of the lyrics for this. Um, song were taken from an 1860s uh, poster for a circus. Now they chopped them up and made them sound trippy by the way they said them, but most of the stuff is directly from a poster that does exist, and uh, they have a picture of it here on the wiki. Well, let's flip the album over and listen to Side B. Let's do that. We're on to the B-sides. So obviously Indian inspired, right? Uh, Southeast Asian or South Central Asian, I should say. So within a year of this album being made, they go to India. I'm mean, sure they had been there, but this is that right after this, it was in 68. I had read back and they went to India, hung out with Ravi Shankar, the mm-hmm. sitar player. Um, and they denounced drugs and got into transcendental meditation which they stuck with for a long time. I don't know if they still, I'm sure that Paul still does. Um, I know George was, George was like the guy that did that. He, yeah. He was, he was the sitar like, guy. And later he was, you know, like um, there's a song on Abbey road, pretty sure it's Abbey road. It's called I me mine. And that's him talking about um, his meditation and stuff. And he had been reading different religious texts and different things and saying that he sure saw a lot of I, me and mine in these books. And he thought it should more be about like we and us kind of stuff. So he just was turned into that kind of guy, you know. You know where we're going. I mean, it's the '60s. We get it. We know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but this song, it's re- interesting. this song reminds me of a lava lamp. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can appreciate that they're trying to do a different sound here, and I like that it's not the same and that it's very different. But I mm-hmm. don't like the way this sounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, but I can appreciate it, and I'm sure there are some people that do. But, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't have a lot of, you know, sitar or Bollywood Indian-inspired music in my uh, repertoire that I listen to. Right. Well, I, I wouldn't exactly call this Bollywood, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I did I did one time load on an airplane Ravi Shankar's daughter's sitar. Cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Anyway. That's all. Um, or you mean you yeah. worked the plane, it was loaded on while you sat on your butt in a 
Yeah, I probably had you do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to Bill's favorite song on the B-side. we get it <laughs> yeah so i had heard this song but not this version of it i it's like i was familiar with this song ha, do you know what the other version you heard was no are you sure it was another version uh, maybe i mean i don't know uh but it just seems like this isn't a big coverable beatles song he he heard the ska version for sure <laughs> probably. probably real big fish or someone covered it something yeah. like that yeah um so this is a pretty straightforward narrative. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the like boom, 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 boom. The little you know tuba and then the doo Is that the clarinet that comes in there? Yes, right? clarinet. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know what this song feels like to me? What this song feels like? Jimmy Fallon and his like musical instruments found in a kid's classroom. Uh, things that he pieces together, right? Where, like, someone's got a little xylophone and someone's got a kazoo and someone's got a little shaker. Like, someone was like, oh, I found a tuba. I found a clarinet. I found, you know, let's let's beat, let's make all these silly little sounds around this song. I don't hate this, the lyrics. I, you know, it's a, it's a sweet song, but it just, it sounds very, like, elementary school music class type of I think melody. We, I think we made a mistake yeah, <laughs> right a podcast. By, well that part yeah mostly <laughs> by not telling bill i think we need to decide by the end of this podcast who bill's favorite beetle is mm. um and i think you'll i think you can tell like um fixing yeah. a hole yeah when i'm 64 and um uh she's leaving well, home mm, well i'm trying to think so i'm trying to think of paul songs specifically mm. that he stands out in true what what song did you say was annoying I was it. I didn't like with a little help from my friends. That's Ringo. That doesn't count. I, he's not. Yeah. He's not going to be your favorite Beatle. I didn't. I, would, well. I didn't like getting better. Okay. I didn't okay. like fixing a hole. That's Paul. I do yeah. like she's leaving home. That's Paul. I don't like the Mister Kite one. I don't. That's John. I don't like when John's I'm, singing. Don't, I mean, yeah. they all? They both wrote them, right? Don't like. Well, yeah, no, everything. Don't yeah. like when I'm sixty-four. Paul. Okay, let's keep going. That's fine. Maybe we won't get there. Maybe on the next Beatle album we'll know better. Oh, goody. This is another one of those Paul doing weird old timey. Well, we're song, gonna Paul we're gonna songs. get to the we're gonna get to the Paul and John thing in a little while. Yeah, that's I that, that is probably my favorite Beatles song in this album. Lovely Rita. 
It's just the typical glasses, ponytail type lady that he's just in love with. It's great. Sure. Great song. Yep. Fun. It's not great, but it's fun. It's, Writing tickets. This is a song that makes me think about like the the basis behind starting this podcast. Is like this is one that I could <laughs> see how when it first came out in the time people liked it. But if anything that sounded like this were to come out today, it would people would never listen to it or appreciate it. It's it's trash. I mean it's it's just so old it it sounds so old it feels so old there's just there's nothing enduring or significant about this song Ryan's shaking his head no what's i, I, have, what's, I have no words for that <laughs> what's enduring I, i'm not i'm not trying to pick on dave matthews but i'm not saying no 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 listen i just it's 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 the only reason i'm using him as an example because it's a touchstone that we all can talk about right uh, this this isn't a damnation of him at all. Sure. What is enduring and modern about Crash? No, Antony? and that's that's one of the songs of his that I think is the most pop poppy and. Okay, how about this? Let's say in well, I mean now, but let's say in ten more years when you're what thirty some odd years away from it. Yeah. You think that Ants Marching is going to really be like, this would be a hit right now. Miley Cyrus should cover this song. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, and, and, right. and he's, it's not something that I would hold up there as, man, everyone should appreciate this. I get that he's not for everyone. I get that well, there are those who are obsessed and love him and there are those who don't. Right? Sure. But I, that's not, I'm not saying that he, that's what I'm saying. It's not about him. It's just music in general. You can't always be on the forefront after things have developed. Correct. But these songs, mm-hmm. 50 years later, 60 mm-hmm. years later, yeah. are revered and right. rejected as like, oh, you have to love this. When, But even people of younger generations hear these things, they like them also. Only because they were exposed to them by their parents. Uh, my, I mean, if you expose them to kids when they're young and you tell them that it's good, they're going to think it's good and they're going to glom onto that for the rest of their life. Nostalgia is real. Sure. I play a lot of music uh, for my kids, mm-hmm. but I don't make them, I don't tell them it's good. I just play stuff right. in the and background you know why and they glom onto this. Right. Because this is basic and simple and it sounds right. kid oriented. Well, it doesn't sound kid oriented. It a just lot sounds. Of it does with the like whistles and easy to follow, you know, one octave ranges and stuff like that. I could play you. We could, we could get deep on this podcast with some other bands who are like amazing and have, I I could play you an artist that I really like that you will not like. Uh, (laughs) Frank, Frank Zappa. Right now. (laughs) I can play you Frank Zappa music. Maybe on a different one. Let's go to good morning. Okay. After a while you start to smile, now you feel cool. Then you decide to take a walk by the old school. Nothing has changed, it's still the same. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Like right now, it's a good morning. <laughs> it's a morning. So what's 
No, I just so Bill. What do you think of this song? I mean, I mean, it's, it's got some stuff going on. It the only the only use for this song would be like to like use it to obnoxiously wake up my kids when they won't get out of bed, right? Like put it in their ears. <laughs> uh, this is this is. I mean, if you you wanted to talk about how many people have listened to the intro here on Spotify, this is by far the least listened to song on this album. Um, in it even has 4 million less listens than the reprise of the <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club outro. Which I think uh, does not speak to its quality. I think this is a better song than a couple of songs on this album. But you me. wanted to tell uh, me that 84 million views of the intro did speak to the quality. That wasn't what I was saying. I was saying that everybody knows this song mm-hmm. in the previous one. I guarantee how, you this is a song you've never heard on the radio in our lifetimes. I don't... That, that's not... How, in, in how many morning shows? Like playing all Beatles stuff, oh, right? How many no. morning shows have started up with this as their bumper? They, I, I, a, just, a the reason I knew... You think, the reason you think I those know, shows have played the full two minutes of this song? Oh, yeah. Under not not bed, those shows. Maybe. Not yeah. those shows, but... I've heard the song on the radio lots of times. This, see, this is what you didn't do when you grew up. You didn't listen to the oldie station. The oldie station played just Beatles. The Beatles were always on. They're Breakfast with the Beatles, or they were on every eighth Breakfast song. Breakfast with the Beatles, yep. I mean, that stuff, these songs, I don't know these songs because when I was a kid, I sat and listened to this album front to back because they were on the radio all the time and I couldn't escape them. So let's keep it going. Sure. Rick, is this the first remix? Uh, uh, maybe. This is like the Beatles remixing Sgt. Pepper's and saying, hey, we're the Beatles, we know how to rock. Yeah. And Bill is frozen. I'm not frozen. Exactly. No, not frozen. <laughs> Just, there's nothing else to say about this one. It's, 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 what's weird is that this isn't at the end of the album. There's one more song after it, and this seems to be like closing out this little drama that they wanted to put together on this concept album. And we're about to get to the best song on the album. And probably, I don't, I don't have the Spotify in front of me. This has to be one of the top played ones, right? It's number two on, behind Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds. Right, and Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds is a... I mean, that's like a song that transcends music. I mean, that's like... I wouldn't even count that as a regular. That's like in movies. That's everywhere, right? People have heard that song forever. And also, if it is drug-related, that helps kick up. So this is their number two for a reason. The crowd of people turned away But I just have to look Having read
I know, but it's a pretty um, telling difference when you listen to the song together. Of there, there are two different songs put together. I mean, those are two different songs for sure, right? Combined into one. Well, and then and you've one got is all Paul that Style, fun one is John at the Style. end too, right? All the weird no, animal sounds and people just talking yeah. in a crowd and yeah, great song. Yeah, great. <laughs> you know what I did you know, like about this whole album? Huh. Most of the songs were less than three minutes long. That's the Beatles. Most of their stuff is like that. Yeah. Well, and that was predicated by radio and the record company saying nothing over three minutes will ever sell as a single. So you have to make a three minute or less song. Mm-hmm. And the ones that have the most streams on them are the two that are over three minutes. Right. Well, that's because it's not those days anymore. Isn't it? I thought it was still the 60s. You did. That seems like you would. Except if not, you'd like this band. <laughs> well, maybe because I wouldn't have heard of <laughs> Them. And everyone wouldn't be like, this is the greatest band you've ever heard of. And it's all noise. And you'd noise, still be listening to like the noise, Charleston noise. or something. I don't think. <laughs> okay. We're going to just move on. I do. Uh, I will say when you get to the second half of this album. The backside? The backside. Is that what B stands for? Um, B side. Yeah. The backside of this album. The songs have a lot more variety of sound than mm. my impression of what the Beatles were. The first the first half, I'm like, yup, but the the back half has a lot there. At least they're they're doing different sounds and creating different styles. And I'll give you that. You know, if you like them, fine. You can like the Beatles. I don't. Thanks, Thanks for that. I don't. don't. Thanks for the permission. The the one the she's leaving home is the one song that I might. Uh, Give another listen to. Well, when we road. get to Abbey Road, Abbey Road and Revolver, we'll uh, talk about I don't want to do any more Beatles. <laughs> you're you're going to be surprised because you're going to have to. And <laughs> because, because it's like when you listen to Abbey Road mm-hmm. or even if you listen to the White Album or Revolver, they don't sound like this. Cool. They're all different. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna, you're, you will like a version of the Beatles. That brings us to the end of another musical episode. Um... And we apologize. Do we need to make a musical clamometer drop? It's like, do, 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 uh, do, I can't believe you don't listen to Deedly and the Bling Blongs. We well, should listen to their I album next. Like, Deedly and the Bling Blongs? Deedly and the Bling Blongs? Yeah. Hey, Ryan, we both just said Deedly and the Bling Blongs. <laughs> I was going to say clamometer, but quick. I said Deedly and the Bling Blongs. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of shit cut together? Yeah. Why you does it sound like Tom Tom drums? <laughs> <laughs> it's all distortion and noise. How am I supposed to listen to it? Um, I would give this album uh, like a 30, I think. Yeah. Okay. 
Definitely cool. not my favorite. Not, we knew that going in because I don't like does, the Beatles. So it deserves to be an album, sure. but just barely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just all the same crap. There is some variety there. There are some songs that I get make sense for yeah. being songs, and there's one that I would listen to again. So, Did you give Oasis a 64.5? Yeah, probably. Hmm, okay. I don't know. Yeah, there was some songs you liked on there. Yeah, there were a couple I liked. I, of the three I've we've done so far, my favorite album has been the uh, Rumors, right? Rumors, yeah. Which one? What did you give that? It's like seventy three, I thought. And this has been my least favorite. Okay. Well, moving on to the next one. See you next time, boys. I think that about wraps it up for this week. I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you listening. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We are on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And please email us at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on all of the major apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. A special thanks to White Only and the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify at WOATW.com. Guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
for the key. <laughs> 